1: We are back. NBA DFS Strategy Show Monday, August 10th. I'm excited to talk a little NBA. Not all that excited to talk about this late because it's that time of the year in the NBA season where things get really weird and wildly unpredictable. But that is why we are here. And by we, I mean myself and shit my money, Adam Share. We have not done a strategy show in what feels like forever. Hasn't it been like a week? That wasn't an actual strategy show, was it? I don't remember. I remember doing a show with you. Then we do. It was like a preview show, wasn't it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. We haven't yeah. like just done a, a slate breakdown in since March. Yeah, it's crazy. you're right. Crazy. It's good to be back. Good to be back. We're gonna have a real weird one here. Uh, Dallas is already making it hella weird. Who knows what happens as we get later? Like for the Lakers in particular, it, it can just be totally bonkers. I'm kind of excited. What do you think of the NBA right now? Uh, It's
0: typical late season NBA. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I've been kind of getting uh, blowback on Twitter because I said that I've had trouble getting into these games because it just feels like summerly or something when I watch. And I, I think part of it, someone mentioned it and I hadn't really thought of it. I think part of it is the weird lock times because normally, like, I finish my lineup, my NBA lineups, and then I go watch NBA all night. Whereas now I finish my NBA lineups, the games start, and then I'm just working on baseball all day. And so then like I finally go watch NBA like late for a little bit and it's just, you know, different. So I think that might be what it is. But yeah, it's still I haven't really adjusted to, you know, playing without the crowds and playing it like the weird arena and and all that. Um it it still just feels like I'm watching some really good basketball players play a pickup game.
1: I think that it'll be really awesome during the playoffs when we don't have to worry about like random people playing or random people sitting. Like I think the quality of play is going to be really fun. I've been less than enamored with the quarantine games, but it's also still really fun to watch basketball at one o'clock right now. Yeah. And I do think the quality of play has been better, like, you know, better than I expected. Um, You know, Teams really
0: haven't been – obviously, they're sitting guys and stuff. But you haven't really seen teams nailing it in. You know, the players are playing hard and all that. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's been good. The the, the only weird part for me has just been like – I don't know if it's the lack of fans, if it's that the arena just looks different than an NBA arena or, yeah. or what it is, but it just feels like I'm at the gym watching some
1: really good dudes play basketball. Yeah, it, it really does have the vibe of every pickup game I've ever seen highlights posted for on – yeah. on instagram like it It, it reminds me of like every, watching... every one of those games that j cole shows up at <laughs> it, it reminds me of watching like the mcdonald's all america game that's a good yeah i like that that's a good comp i like that a lot guys before we get started you guys know the drill hit the like button as you come in the door subscribe to the channel hit the notification bell you know all that jazz we are presented by super draft And I will tell you a little bit more about them as we get moving. There are some wild multipliers today on Superdraft. So be sure to check that out. Yesterday, interesting slate. Winning lineup on DK for 100K. Austin Rivers, James Harden, J.J. Redick tried to shoot shoot his way into the playoffs for the 13th straight season. No luck there. James Ennis, uh, Jared Allen, De'Aaron Fox, Bogdanovich, and Karis Levert. Anything good for you in the NBA yesterday? It was looking really good until Derek White got hurt. Mm, Um, I
0: I don't think it would have ended up that great anyway because, like, James Ennis went off. Um, I I had a bunch of, like, really, really low-owned cheap guys that did really well, but then they were kind of erased by the popular cheap guys also doing well. (laughs) I also did have 67% percent Dish smith so that hurt. But, yeah, the the nail in my coffin was Derek White uh, getting hurt early
1: in the quarter. That'll do it. 376.5 is what you needed for the 100K. And I don't mean to twist the knife on this one, but coming up one point short and finishing second. Friend of the program, fellow Osmo.com uh, content person, Rinpak. Ryan finished second. Uh, also had one at 14th, but we had one point back yesterday of 100K. So that's a one that point hurts. shy of $70,000 in addition. that That one stings. That one stings. But kudos to Rimpack, thirty uh, k richer. That's always yeah. good.
0: Bankroll looks good. I'm sure he's in a shitty mood this morning, but
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it, oh God, it's so it's so tricky. It's you're definitely happy, but it's a different happy. Yeah,
0: and then people like people point out that you still made <laughs> X amount of money, and you just want to lose your mind.
1: Or uh, some asshole does it like me, and I point out that he didn't win that seventy thousand right, right. very specifically right yes. out of the gate. So apologies yep. for that impact, but kudos for the thirty k, and kudos for uh, just a baller lineup. Uh, just to double check what he had: Dame Rivers, Reddick, Harry Giles. That's the one that stings. Jared Allen, Harden, Mclemore, and Karis Libert. Harry Giles nine point seven five fantasy points. That one's not ideal. Still got like to think that he lost by a point and needed so very little from Harry Giles in addition one additional bucket and that's it. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Yeah, nine point he nine nine point seven five fantasy points.
0: Yeah, like normally when you get close, you know, you you always find some reason like, oh, if this guy just done X, Y, Z, and obviously it's dumb and illogical because like you had so many players out outperform what they were supposed to do. But yeah. when you have it's it's different when you have someone like with less than 10 points. It's like literally just get a rebound.
1: Yeah. It could be anything. Right. All right. So we have 50 minutes. We have five games. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to let just let this one rip for hours upon hours. We've got the MLB strategy show yeah, coming up directly after this. So it's perfect time for us to dive in one last call, hit that thumbs up before we get started. Let's do this. Phoenix suns, Oklahoma city thunder, Suns, five-point favorites right now. 115 implied total is what I've got. Uh, This one's monstrous for the Suns. Uh, You would expect them to go as crazy as they possibly can for it. They've been running a super tight rotation. Um, I'm expecting all of their – well, I'm expecting Aiton and Booker at the very least and Bridges to play 35-plus without a doubt. How are you approaching the Suns in this one against Oklahoma City? And then we'll dive into whatever's happening for Oklahoma City. Um,
0: I, I think the Suns are one of the... They, they're nice because obviously they, they really have a lot to play for, and so while most teams kind of have their seating their seating locked in, or, or at least have clinched the playoffs, the Suns have a lot to play for. The, the pricing isn't the most favorable for them, but it's not really bad either. I mean, you're still expecting 35, 36 minutes from Devin Booker. You're still expecting 34 to 36 from Aiden. Um Aiton, I think, looks like the most appealing option on DraftKings, especially because he has power forward eligibility as well. His usage in the bubble's only been about 21%, but he's played 11 games total this year with Rubio out and with, or sorry, with Ubre out and with Rubio and Booker in. He has about a 24% usage rate in those games. So I, I think that, you know, his usage projection is probably a little bit higher than we've seen in the bubble. The rebounding numbers obviously are there. Uh, Booker's got a 33% usage rate in the bubble so far. Rubio, I think, is interesting. I was messaging with you before the show. His minutes have really been down in the bubble. And just looking at their rotations, they've been shorter than normal. And a lot of games, you were seeing him kind of on pace for 26 to 28 minutes. I'm wondering if maybe... You see more for him now that the Suns legitimately have a shot. Um Last game, he played 30 minutes, but he was in foul trouble in the first quarter. And that was more minutes. He still got some more minutes than, than he typically has played. I'm obviously not going out and projecting him for 34 minutes or anything. But for a lot of the season, we were seeing 33, 34 minutes from Rubio. It wouldn't be surprising at all, I don't think, if for these last couple of games, he's suddenly back out there playing 32, 33 minutes.
1: Yeah, I gave him 28 right now, just trying to pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, definitely something that I'll take a little bit closer look at, uh, as we I'm get forward. Okay. Um, and I, I like your Deandre Aiton take, uh, 7,700 on FanDuel mm-hmm. as well. He was a, he was a contender for today. So just want to point that one out. I cannot believe campaign is now like a key member of the Phoenix suns rotation as they make a rugged push to make the playoffs. Those are just words I never expected to say. Right. I thought the first part of that would be true in the bubble. I didn't think the second part would like, I thought campaign for sure was going to be playing legitimate minutes just because why not? (laughs) I love that. They didn't God. I can't remember who it was. Was it Scalabrini? Some former player. And then like the first game was just like, I thought he was out of the league. (laughs) 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 Just, just, I mean true and sad in a way. Is Elliot Kobo
0: hurt or did they just completely
1: replace him with a guy off the street? I think they just replaced him. I don't think that he's hurt. Yeah. I don't remember seeing anything. I mean they have like ten different dudes that are Eli Akobo, which it's always confusing. I feel like they've rotated through so many uh sprained right ankle for Saturday, but I don't think that he was playing. Okay. And what about Ty
0: Jerome? Did he just is he hurt or did he just get skipped over too? He doesn't have a note
1: next to his name yeah. on Roto World, so like you no said, idea. like they,
0: they've been rotating through backup point guards for what feels like three or four years now.
1: Yeah, like and where's Tyler Ulis hiding? Right, <laughs> Jalen Lecue doesn't play; he's like 14 years old or something ridiculous. Right, it's just like I a never-ending supply. Like now, yeah, never-ending supply of these dudes. Um, I still like Booker, 40% owned on FanDuel, 26 on DK. By the way, DeAndre eight and 47% projected ownership on DraftKings right now. It's a big number, but again, it's a five game slate. Like you can't just avoid everybody that gets ownership. That's impossible. Right. Um, Any bridges, 4,900 on DK? He's been not great. He's been not great from a DFS perspective in the bubble, at least. Yeah. I mean, he's like your typical 150 max play. Like it's a five game slate.
0: He's going to play 36 to 38 minutes. He's right around 5K. You're going to get to some of him if you're playing 150 lineups, but if you're playing like a three max or something, Um, Unless he's getting like no ownership, I would not expect to get there.
1: Are you going to anybody else like Cam Johnson? Either one of the Cams, uh, Sarich or Javon Carter? No, I don't think so. I mean, Payne is is playing 20 to
0: 22 minutes. He's cheap and he's low owned. But with Dallas resting their whole team, I think there's going to be plenty of value to Okay. So Aiton is your priority coming out of Phoenix. Yeah, Aiton. And then, yeah, Rubio has 30% ownership right now. Yeah, if that goes down. I start having some interest in Rubio.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm firmly not interested if it's thirty.
0: It's just one of the situations where everything that they've done to this point suggests that he's a bad play, or not not a bad play, but that he's a marginal play. I do think there's a legitimate chance that that all changes going forward. But if the whole field is just
1: like if the field is treating it like that's the case, there's no edge to be had. Totally agree, which means that I'm going to fade Ricky Rubio and that dude's going to play 36 minutes today and go crazy. Right, it, it, but it's just, I mean, that as a general principle, whenever you have
0: a lot of uncertainty around something, there's a huge edge in like,
1: in being above the field if the field is low and being under the field if the field is high. Yep, I totally agree. Well, let's try to do this side. Steven Adams and Nerland's Noel play today? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got them I've got them both in. in. I don't know yeah, what so that means. I, I mean fortunately. have to assume the, Adams plays, right? Like he was sort of playing yesterday until he wasn't. Yeah, he was playing for a good 15 minutes yesterday. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I'm I mean, projecting them both in. So so am I. Um obviously with it being the first game and also we know we know exactly what to expect no matter what the news is. Like, two games ago, you had Stephen Adams out and New Noel in. La- yesterday, you had both of them out. And three days ago, you had both of them in. So, or three games ago, you had both of them in. Yeah. So, it's not like you have to guess or anything. It's pretty easy to figure it out.
1: And their minutes are about as easy to project as you would like. Like, if they're yeah. both in, this is easy. If one of them's out, this becomes easy. It's It's only- really not... Tough. You, we just need that information. The
0: only way that OKC becomes difficult is when they say Gallinari's out on a back to back, or Paul's out on a back to back. Which yeah. I would not be surprised at all if Gallinari is today.
1: Also true. Although I actually, would be kind of surprised if Gallinari plays today. Well. The way that he's been playing, from a DFS perspective, it's hard to even know that he's out there. Uh Well,
0: that's why I think – that's why I'd be – one reason I'd be surprised if he plays. They're very, very, very clearly limiting his minutes right now until the games matter. He's been playing you 24, 26 minutes in competitive games. Um, Now you have a back-to-back. For a lot of the season, they were sitting on the second half of back-to-backs. So I think it would actually be kind of
1: surprising if he plays. So we've got Chris Paul – Basically 40% owned, you know, a little bit higher on FanDuel than DK. We've got Shea, almost 50% owned. I like Shea the most of anything on the Thunder, but, and I assume a little bit has to do with the Adams-Noel conundrum, but I definitely don't think that... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? <sighs> Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah. <sighs> oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. Prohibited
0: by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Shea should be 50% owned today.
0: It's We've seen it a lot in the bubble. I don't know if it's just that people are, are kind of using projections more like that there's kind of weaker players or a weaker field in general. Um But like ownership has been really concentrated on some guys like this, where, you know, yeah, I think Shea is one of the best plays. He's cheap. He plays huge minutes. He's in a good spot, all of that. But whenever you get to those, these mid range guys, you know, especially the guards, there's so many good guards. Shea might have the best chance out of any of them of being like the best play at his price point, but his chances of being the best play relative to everyone are still pretty low. Yeah, and so the whole field getting there—it's kind of not that it's strange; like it makes sense. Yeah. But there's there's no reason not to be trying
1: to find some of these lower owned guys that have the same range of outcomes. I mean, this one's just simple. You can spend another hundred dollars and get Jamal Murray unowned. You can spend a hundred dollars less and get Malcolm Brogdon at five percent ownership. Or you can thread the middle of that and take SGA at 46% ownership. Right. Like it's just those two guys that are bookending him are – he doesn't outscore them that often. Right. And and to be fair too, like we talk about it with basketball a lot, um, you need
0: one or two different plays. You don't need to just be looking at this saying, oh, I'm not playing any SGA today. Play SGA in your lineups where you have other low-owned guys. Play one of the guys you just mentioned in your lineups where you already have
1: like DeAndre Ayton and other popular guys exactly uh, just based on this ownership it's not that i don't like shea he's very clearly my top play coming from oklahoma city but if he really is 45 to 50 percent owned i assume i get somewhere in like the 25 to 30 percent range and that extra ownership just gets scattered to the guys that are on his edges it's really that easy for me and then i don't really have a ton of interest in chris paul at extended ownership do you no um
0: I you know he's another one. I have some concerns with it being a back to back. Like how many minutes does he actually play? Yeah. The only thing so City's playing for is seeding, and I doubt they really care whether they play the Nuggets or the Rockets. Yeah.
1: Paul might care, but I don't think they care in general.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean I'm they're, sure, they're I'm both.
1: sure he wants the Rockets.
0: <laughs> right. And I mean they the Nuggets or the the Thunder should want the Rockets. Like they're not as good as Denver, but you're still not like clamoring to face Russell Westbrook and James Harden
1: in the first round. No, not at all. Do you expect to get to Adams or Noel? Obviously, you'll get to Noel if Adams is out. Right, yeah.
0: If they're both in, I doubt it. Um, I would still have trouble projecting more than like 28, 29 minutes for Adams. And then, obviously, Noel will just be getting the backup minutes, but his salaries come up. So, um, yeah. I don't think I'd be getting much of either. It, it's yeah, a went good to- spot. For, um, actually, I just, I'm just i pulling it up now, but I just anecdotally remember that Stephen Adams absolutely manhandles the under-8. Seems about right. Like I, if I remember right, they played a couple times,
1: maybe last year, and
0: it was like actually embarrassing to watch DeAndre Aiden.
1: <laughs> it, to be fair, for DeAndre Aiden, uh, a lot of what he did last year was mildly embarrassing, particularly on the defensive end. <laughs> Not the same guy any longer. So
0: Steven Adams. That. Okay, so this year he's only played them once, or he's only played eight and once, played 23 minutes, had eight points, five rebounds it was 2018 where he just absolutely annihilated Uh, 33 minutes, 18.7 rebounds, 37 minutes, 26 and 10, 35 minutes,
1: 12 and 13. That makes sense to me. Like Deandre may look like a 75 year old man, but you know, he was like a child last year and Steven Adams is about as man as you get. (laughs) He's got way more masculinity in him than I will ever have in my life. Uh, Aiton played 40
0: minutes in their matchup this year, uh, was held to 16 points and six rebounds. All
1: right. Favorite play in this entire game? Excluding ownership, Shay. Okay. Shea more than Aiton? Yeah. Okay. Close, but yeah. Okay. Aiton for me on FanDuel, uh, Shay would be second. (laughs) Here we go. Buckle up. We're going to spend some time on this one. I don't think we have much of a choice. The Utah Jazz, I almost said hosting, but Utah and Dallas uh, Jazz are seven and a half point favorites. That was not in the line earlier today, but uh, well, the Dallas Mavericks are sitting a couple people. And by a couple people, I mean Luka Doncic, Chris Daps Porzingis, and Dorian Finney Smith. One of those things is not like the other. Uh, <laughs> Let's start on the Utah side. Q tag on Donovan Mitchell. No idea what to make of that. Um, how do you want to handle the jazz in this spot? I kind of just have them projected like it's normal. Don't really know where else to go with it right now. I don't yeah, see I'm a little anybody concerned. as like a star. Well, and
0: I'm a little concerned because we've already seen a couple of times where one team roughs all their guys and the other team plays their guys half their normal minutes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm a little concerning. I'm probably not projecting 36 minutes for Donovan Mitchell if he's in. Um, but, but at the same time, you don't want to just go with, you know, 20 minutes or something like that. So, uh, I think fortunately the pricing on most of these guys is about where it should be. Um, I think it'll be tough for me to get to an $8,100 Mitchell with any sort of frequency. Gobert is a a pretty good spot. Only 7,600 on DraftKings. I think that's pretty appealing. Um, you know, Conley's fairly priced at 6,100. But I think Gobert is the one that looks the best to me
1: from, from Utah. I completely agree on the Gobert take until we hear something different. Uh, these guys are all just like the third or fourth tier for me. I don't – like everybody's ranked around 20th overall on DK. That's You're not going to get into a lot of my lineups. You These are all just 5 to 10% guys. I don't really know what to make of it. If this game goes the way that you expect – then it's going to be Gobert, Mitchell, Conley, Clarkson, Ingles, Royce O'Neal playing 30-plus-ish minutes. And I don't really know how to parse through those guys. They're all kind of the same. Their prices are all pretty much where they should be. I don't really have a different direction that I want to go here. Uh, Gobert, Mitchell, Conley, 10 to 15% owned on FanDuel. Uh, Conley and Gobert, the only guys north of 10 on DK. I I just can't target anything from the jazz because I have no idea what they're going to do. And I don't love the pricing 1.45 X multiplier on super draft for both Gobert and Mitchell. That is one thing that I would like to look at. Do you think Mitchell plays? I mean, like he shouldn't, but yeah, I'm guessing he, I
0: don't know. It's tough with Utah. Cause normally they play pretty straightforward. It seems like, and I'm sure Mitchell wants to play. He just kind of yeah. seems like a guy that would want to play, but he shouldn't
1: agreed I, What do you expect to do with the minutes for the starters? thirty to 32 yeah, thirty two instead of yeah I'll probably 34? go
0: like i don't yeah thirty-two, thirty-three, maybe like right. I definitely won't be going to mitchell's normal like thirty
1: six same. Yeah, I I put him in for 34 right now. That feels a little high, but it's not like he's grading out all that well at that moment, so it probably won't matter for me.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty happy with how they're priced at least. Like, I can be wrong by a couple of minutes, and if he performs to his normal numbers, they're not going to kill me. Okay.
1: Well, let's do this. So, no Luca, no Chris Porzingis, no DFS, so we need to fix – we need to reallocate – north of 100 minutes in this game uh we need to start with boban because that's just going to be what everybody cares about the most uh 3500 on Fanduel, so flatman flatman on dk as well 58 percent projected ownership for boban marjanovic i can only assume that we would never go that direction if we didn't know their starting lineup do you have any thoughts on what to do here with Bobon? I don't think that I want 60% of him, even if I know that he's starting, it scares me a little bit. Where do you land on Bobon? This is gonna be the story of DFS for today, unfortunately.
0: I'm assuming I end up playing a ton this, you know, on DraftKings, especially where you can roster two centers.
1: Yeah, I get it.
0: This also isn't a particularly good center slate. Also like, true. Like on DraftKings, because you can play eight in the power forward. Steven Adams is whatever. Gobert is a pretty good play. Boban. The Toronto centers are what they are. Brooke Lopez is mediocre. Miles oh. Turner is mediocre. Bam's good. Jokic is good. And the Lakers don't have a center
1: that matters. It's really awful when you have a guy who could conceivably play between 6 and 30 minutes. Right. And, and all and of the...
0: And when he's down. a monster. Like, if if you're talking about, you know, Justin Jackson playing, uh, I don't want to use Justin Jackson because he'll do it. But if you're talking about some like random player on, you know, playing between six and 30 minutes, but they're like a 0.6 fantasy point per minute guy, it's kind of like, if I'm wrong, he scores 24 points. It doesn't matter. But Bobon, it's like, oh, if I'm wrong, he scores 50 or six, depending on which way you're wrong.
1: What are you projecting him for minutes right now? I'll probably
0: go like low 20s. Okay. Uh, He, I mean, you and I talked about it the other day um, before the Clippers game where he played six minutes, but in his previous starts, he actually had been getting minutes Um, over the last two seasons. So the last game obviously started against the Clippers. He played six. But prior to that, 31 minutes, 16 minutes, 25, 19, 27. That's going back. That's since the start of 2019 and Gobert's mm-hmm. not shooting him off the floor.
1: No. That's, so that's what we were talking about in DMs before we got started. This is sneaky like a terrible spot for Boban because Rudy Gobert is huge. Like, he's a legitimate body. The Mavs definitely don't... See, the problem is that there's no stakes on this game, essentially. Sure. But the Mavs don't want Rudy Gobert to be able to hang out in the paint the entire time. That's awful for the rest of the Mavs. Maxi trying to pull Gobert from the paint is the actual best method for this. They want that spacing. That's what's really tricky. They're going to be playing so many small guards that the spacing becomes important. I don't know if Bobon just
0: gums up the works here right do you Do you know um what team leads the NBA in
1: pick and roll possessions this year? Go for it. Utah. okay. Yeah, not sure. That like
0: that. That's just another spot where if they they they're not trying to win this game, though, is the thing.
1: Like, right. They that's can sort of the problem.
0: In. But if they're trying to win this game, it's a that makes it a really tough spot
1: for Boban as well. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell is going to roast him in the pick and roll. Mike Conley is going to roast him in the pick and roll. Like it's going to be. I don't know if he can actually be out there for. Right. It. I think this is, that, is like the, the worst possible like, spot.
0: That's the thing too, is like, if you go back to like when the games, you know, kind of mattered during the regular season, you all, cause people are always trying to guess what game Bobon gets, you know, 15 minutes off the bench. And a lot of times you would see people like, Oh, I think Bobon plays today because they're playing against two traditional centers, but it would be against a team that runs pick and roll constantly. And it's like, no, he, he's not because he can't, it, it's not just the size of the center. It's that right. he, you know, if, if the team is not a pick and roll team, then he can be out there. If they are, he is lost.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know but what I'm going to do. Usually, to just be like, "Hey, I like you. Go play. I don't care." It, exactly that. That's the that's really the problem here. There's just so much indecision. Here's what's crazy to me: 3700 on Fanduel, 3700 on DraftKings, and a two x multiplier on SuperDraft. 28 percent owned on Fanduel, 41 on DK. Why is Trey Burke not getting more ownership? Why like, I definitely want more Trey Burke than oh, yeah. because. Like I don't even think that's close. Yeah, I agree. And yet, significantly less ownership. Man,
0: Dallas's pricing on draft games is really just bad. To yeah, like not that you can really blame them. Like I'm I'm assuming pricing was out before the news, but they'd actually done a pretty good job keeping up with it during the bubble so far. You know, like they they got Brooklyn priced up real quick. Um, but yeah, this one's just a this is like the first game I think I my Miami the other day. But so I guess like the second game where it's just like, yeah, I'm going to probably have four different
1: Dallas guys in like every lineup. Rank your Dallas guys right now. I'm curious where Boban comes out because I'm assuming it's not first or second or probably third. Trey Burke is one. Agreed. I think Boban's probably two. Really? It. it I just assume that, Carolina Would you rather have Bobon than DeLon Wright, honestly? Like, that's a serious question. Oh, yeah, never mind. I overlooked DeLon Wright being 3,300. I thought he was, like, 43. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so – I mean, DeLon Wright's barely been in the rotation. Also true. That one scares me, but, like, I feel more comfortable with DeLon Wright just soaking up time here. Yeah, so do I. I mean, there's also a chance that
0: J.J. Borea starts in place 22 minutes.
1: Yeah, I gave him 16. Didn't really know what to do there. They also have uh, uh, some other guy who I'd never heard of before today. I was hoping he was a big man, but he wasn't. Uh, I already lost it. They have like one, one additional guard that doesn't play. Yeah, that's the dude.
0: So probably the most useful way to do this right now, because we, we should have this lineup, you would hope, before the Oklahoma City game locks. Um, yeah, but yeah. also, okay, so one point, use late, like take advantage of late swap. There was nothing outside of like I guess Shea and, and Aiton and Paul. They're, they're, but for the most part, the OKC-Phoenix plays were kind of meh. Yeah. You you get an advantage by having as many spots open to late swap if we don't have the Dallas lineup. Um, yeah. But we should have the Dallas lineup before that game locks. So I think talking about groups is probably one of the most useful ways to attack this because we have no idea what Rick Carlisle is going to throw up
1: super true um and it's all going to come down to your uh which guards you really think are going to be the guards that soak it all up right right like And, and
0: also what you do with Seth Curry and Tim Hardaway's minutes
1: yeah I went big on Hardaway 35 um did you I just no I don't I mean why why wouldn't he because
0: they're resting three of their five starters
1: yeah but like what what is that so that he's got to get ready and warm up and then play 16 I mean, we, minutes we've seen like we've
0: seen most of the teams do it so far as well like you know paul george played 28 minutes you had
1: uh, uh milwaukee sit their entire starting unit in the second half yeah i just don't like to me he transcends it sort of he's just always playing monster minutes
0: yeah but so so okay it's just like one hypothetical, like logically for why would they bother like Tim Hardaway, someone that you would like to get into a rhythm going into the playoffs. Hey, go play 25 minutes without Luca and and Porzingis shoot 20 times, see some
1: shots go in and then get your ass to the bench. Like would make sense. I don't know if that's the plan, but. He's been really bad from a DFS perspective so far, 0.56 Fanduel points per minute during the restart. It's possible that maybe that he just wants to get a full flow going. Um, Right. And, I mean, Seth Curry's coming off an injury, so I don't really feel great about his minutes. Same. 4900 for Hardaway on FanDuel is kind of tough to overlook. 5600 on right. DraftKings is a little bit higher.
0: Yeah, that it's, it's kind of a situation. It's like the opposite of what we were talking about with Donovan Mitchell where Mitchell's priced to where I don't really – I'm not too concerned about it. Like, if he does play more minutes than I'm expecting, it's probably not going to hurt me. Hardaway and Curry are both so cheap where if they get – if Hardaway plays 36 or Curry pushes 30, like, you're going to need them.
1: How are you gonna handle guard groups? like I don't think that I care much about putting Trey Burke in anything. I just can't see a scenario where he's not out there. It's on yeah, um, I think I would probably but, want Max two out of Curry Wright and berea-huh
0: um or you could even just go Max three of Burke Wright, berea Curry
1: yeah and then yeah we haven't even um, we we haven't even talked about Maxi yet. 4,700 right. on FanDuel, 4,200 on DK, 43% owned on DraftKings. I don't see him and Bobon as like mutually exclusive. Uh, no. Plus, Bobon's 3K, so it really doesn't matter in that regard either. The question is how many minutes can Maxi play at center today? A lot. You would think. I mean, he I mean,
0: needs to. I don't, go. I don't really know how he doesn't. Like, I mean, even if Bobon plays in the mid
1: 20s, you're getting mid 20s from Maxi. So, what you're saying is, you don't think that Michael Carter or yeah, Michael Kid Gilchrist, yeah, I almost said Michael Carter Williams. Michael Kid Gilchrist can play the five against uh, Rudy Gobert today. I mean, in, in this game, I think they could put Trey Burke at the five and it would just be like, yeah, whatever. But um, <laughs> normally, no. <laughs> um, I have eight Dallas guys in my player pool on DraftKings today. I'd probably get to a little bit of all of them. Any interest in Berea? Yeah. Um, Not, you know, not a ton. I think his minutes are
0: obviously pretty risky, but it's kind of like Boban where when he's out there, he's just doing everything. Yeah. Yeah. All these guys being minimum salary means that it's a really good day to be playing 150 lineups because you're trying to pick between, you know, in a couple of lineups, which of these guys gets minutes, you know, good luck guessing what Rick Carlisle is thinking. If you have 150 lineups and you can just mix and match these guys and make sure your groups kind of make sense, um, you, you're going to have a pretty big advantage.
1: I'm expecting to not have a lot of bobon on DraftKings today. And if that kills me, that's fine. I had zero the last time. Felt pretty comfortable with it. Worked out tremendously. Um, hoping to go two for two on it. Favorite play in this game that isn't Trey Burke?
0: Naxi. Uh, yeah, Elon I think so
1: Trey Burke might, legit, might legitimately be a 100% guy for me today. I'm assuming he will be for me. Yeah. It's it's comical. I, I assume it'll change as we get closer and closer. It's comical that his ownership is as low as it is. It doesn't make any sense to me. He should be the yeah. most owned guy, and it shouldn't be close. I assume it'll change. Yeah. Him and Wright should both be really popular, I would think. Yeah. Like, I, I just... Yeah, uh, the Bobon one's weird. But that's what happens when the DFS industry drops to their knees anytime he might play. <laughs> I mean to be fair, if he plays like 12 minutes, he'll pay off the salary. In what regard? Pure pure multiplier, not. Sure. Yeah. I was, I was like, right, if he plays if he does that, then I don't I definitely don't want him.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, no, I three. just meant in the
1: uh The way that most people talk about value, not the way that they should. (laughs) Uh, It sort of goes back to our conversation earlier today, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So we've got three games to go. We obviously had to take a lot of time on Jazz Mavs here. 23 minutes left in the show before we kick it over to the MLB guys. 840 viewers, only 122 likes. Not nearly good enough for me. That number needs to crest 200 immediately. So hit that thumbs up. Greatly appreciate it. helps us out a ton. We're going to have to pick up the pace here. Milwaukee and Toronto, Bucks are six-point favorites. Uh, good luck figuring out if the Bucs are going to play their guys or not. It seems to me, based on their last few rotations, that not only are they going to play their guys, but they are locking this rotation down. Two straight games of what essentially was nine nine-man rotations. I'm running that back out here again. I think that they're trying to buckle up and move towards – uh, the playoffs and get everybody ready. So I really like Eric Bledsoe 5,400 on DraftKings, not picking up too much ownership. I'd be happy to pay up to Giannis given how much, uh, value exists on the slate as of now 11 K on FanDuel ten six on DK, no issues getting to the three main bucks. You can even sneak in a little bit of Brooke Lopez. Who's not picking up much ownership. How are you handling Milwaukee?
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Um, whenever there's this much uh, value on
1: a slate, raw
0: points from the top guys become more valuable or more important, I guess. Like obviously Giannis is capable of just smashing a $10,600 price tag anyway. But when you have, when you're likely to have several sub 4k guys score 30 plus points, just getting, you know, 55, 60 points from the expensive guys is important Um, because it's not like you sacrifice anything with your value plays. So, you know, I'm with you unless we get news that they're running a weird lineup out there. I'm assuming that you're getting close to normal minutes. You know, they they even played these guys in overtime against Dallas. Uh, Giannis ended up getting up to 33 and a half minutes. Brooke Lopez got 35 minutes. Middleton was at 36. So in regulation, you were getting, you know, right around 30, 31 minutes from these guys. I think that you're know, projecting around 30 minutes for Giannis, around 32 for Middleton, I'm, I'm fine with. Um, Middleton's Keep going. You're,
1: you're reading off my minutes
0: projections. Keep going. You got the first two, right? <laughs> <laughs> Middleton's a little more expensive than I would like, but I think Giannis is underpriced. I think Bledsoe, who played what 31? yeah, twenty eight minutes in regulation. Yeah, um, I, gave, I, gave him 20, 5, I gave him twenty eight for the game too. So yeah, yeah, he's only twenty or fifty four hundred on on draftings. Like they're all pretty cheap, right?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm fully in for those. The, the box are basically guys. priced to. What do you say? I'm fully in for those three guys. Middleton's the, a little iffy. Seventy two hundred on FanDuel more appealing. Yeah, for sure. Um, on DraftKings with the
0: exception of Middleton, the Bucks are basically priced for running their rotations a few minutes short.
1: Yep. It's exciting to see them finally like start to cut it down and not play all 15 dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they ran on Tuesday, they ran out thirteen guys. So now Coach Bud trimming it down. And I don't remember if it was in YouTube chat or premium Slack somebody was talking about how coach Bud's like a terrible coach and they're going to fire him if they don't finally win. I was like, what are you talking about? I, I'm, I, I'm not going to pretend
0: I, I get too into uh, coaches, but one of the best coaches in the NBA, right?
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. It was like, well, he couldn't get, the, couldn't get over the hump in Atlanta. It was like, well, yeah. Cause you know, they were built to be, they didn't have Giannis yet. They only had like a right. bunch of good to great guys. Anyway, it's not important. Toronto side uh This one I just don't get. Like Fred van vliet is 6,800 on Fanduel and he's seven percent owned. What are we doing here? Is he not this supposed to play? This potential to get so messy with
0: all these back-to-backs.
1: Six. I, Toronto doesn't care. I know, but I don't feel it. They don't good. Well, yeah. Oh well, yeah, I love Lowry on Fanduel. I love Siakam on Fanduel. I love Fred van vliet on Fanduel. He's probably the best play on Fanduel out of everybody, just given that ownership. Until we hear something different, this massive pace up spot for Toronto. I love these dudes. Uh, they yeah, just you- run their they run their starters into the ground. Why, why would we not be picked? Frank fantasy has got a one point five x multiplier on Super Draft. Just give me all of the Raptors today. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. Like Kyle Lowry is eighteen hundred dollars more expensive on DK. Yeah, safely don't play him there for eighty six hundred. That's easy. FanDuel no brainer. Are
0: we assuming? Is Gasol officially out, or are we just assuming he's out? Well, I projected him in. So what's this wee business? Uh, he doesn't have. I'm looking, everything that I'm looking at has him projected out.
1: Huh. I guess because the back to back. Yeah. I mean, I, it's nothing mentioned at all on Roto World, but um, I don't think I care. Does it matter? Does it matter to you if he's out? Yes. Really? Serge Ibaka is $5,100. <sighs> do you think they play him big minutes? Does Nick Nurse ever play his starters big minutes? Well, that's what I mean. Like, do, do you think it matters at all for Serge Ibaka? Or is this like a, maybe I need to pay attention to Rondé Hollis Jefferson or Chris Boucher item?
0: Ibaka's averaged 32 minutes per game without the soul this season. I don't know if that matters today. I mean, I don't know why it wouldn't matter. Like, if we're assuming that Van Vliet and uh, Lowry are playing big minutes, I don't know why we would have a different rotation for Ibaka.
1: Because Ibaka's like 900 years old. He's also like 28 or something. I'll say he's probably younger than Kyle Lowry. He's oddly young. He's 30. 30. Or 30. 300 because they don't really know his age. Yeah, he's four years younger than Kyle Lowry. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like that, does it? No. Like, not even remotely close to the same... Actually, I
0: always think Lowry's even older than he is because mentally I get confused with, I think, Carl Landry, who played for the...
1: You get Kyle Lowry (laughs) confused with a a former big man, sort of big man.
0: Maybe it's not him. There was someone...
1: Carl Landry was like a 6'7 power forward that got a lot of rebounds. Actually, no, you know what it is? Is I
0: get Kyle Lowry confused with Kyle Lowry. I just feel like he played for the Rockets a lot longer ago than he did.
1: Okay, that's that's fair. It's really easy to confuse Kyle Lowry with himself.
0: Kyle, so, yeah, Kyle Lowry was on the Rockets like 09 to 2012, which I was kind of paying attention to basketball, but not really. Yeah. And so I just kind of remember that. And then in my head, I assume it was like when I was in high school. So I just think he's way older than... He is.
1: I will like Serge Ibaka a little bit more on Fanduel, and he's already picking up some of that ownership. And fifty one hundred is fine on DK. I don't know if they just let him rip if Gasol sits out. Now that everything is set in the East, I could see them just like swapping that rotation off from Gasol to Boucher and calling it a day. I don't know though. Nick Nurse is weird. He's playing chess while I'm playing checkers. So who yeah. knows? I mean Boucher is I guess the Bobon pivot. Yeah. Could be. Plus he's a power forward. Ooh, even better. Um favorite play in this game. On DraftKings, if Gasol's not playing, uh, Ibaka. Okay. Give Ooh, pass me a little bit of kind
0: Yeah,
1: of interesting. Yeah, seventy three hundred on quite too. I like quite a bit a um, bit Give me Bledsoe on DraftKings, and then it's got to be Fred Van VanVleet at minimal ownership on FanDuel. Oh, yeah. You said this game. I was looking at the Toronto side. Um, yeah, you know, right. is my favorite playing the game. Sure. Okay. That works. All right, guys. 15 minutes to go, 920 people, and we got that 219 likes, so I love you for it. Uh We've got two games. I think we can get them done this quickly, but I got to hit on Superdraft, presenting sponsor of this show. Plenty of excellent multipliers today. And that's relevant because you don't have to worry about salaries at Superdraft. All you have to do is pick whoever you want. Full lineup freedom. You can draft anybody, and they've got it for all of the sports. PGA, NASCAR, MMA, obviously NBA. Baseball's going on. NFL is right around the corner. Use the promo code AwesomeO10, A W E S E M O 1 0. Get yourself $10 on your first deposit of 10 or more. Get yourself $20 on your first deposit of $100 or more. Uh, you can download the app in the App Store or just go to superdraft.io. That's superdraft, no limits, more winning. Superdraft. Thanks, Laffy. Oh, get tomorrow, I get to do a different uh, former plug. I'm really excited to bring that one back. Miami Heat, Indiana Pacers, Jimmy Butler potentially back for a battle against T.J. Warren. But the good news is I don't think I like anything in this game. (laughs) Uh, Four-point favorites for the Heat. As of right now, I'm assuming that Butler and Goran Dragic play. Who knows there? Uh, That will change a little bit if Dragic doesn't play. I like him for 4,900 on DraftKings if he is in. I'm not all that enamored with anything coming out of Miami. Am I missing anything or do you, do you like anything from the heat?
0: Not really. I think it's a situation where you, you got some guys priced up because of Butler being out. Um, you know, I mean, you can still get to Butler. Butler's probably the most appealing at 7,200. Um, but in general, I don't think anything
1: really stands out. You like Butler more than Dragic if he plays? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Okay. I mean, it's close to me, but the just seems way too good. lows with with no none. If Dragic can play, that looks really appealing. Yeah, I mean, I just assume he still plays 27, 28 minutes. Yeah. I gave him 29, so maybe I'm being a little bit aggressive. Yeah, I don't, this just, this is not a great DFS game. I don't think any of the pricing looks all that good. If I'm having, if I'm getting anybody from Miami, it's either Butler, Bam, or Dragic. Oh, I can't, God, there it is. Dragic. I'll never say that guy's name right on the first blast. If we start seeing people be out, then we'll see a little bit of value work its way back in for Miami, but it's just not there for me. And ownership isn't there either. Uh, Butler and Bam, the only guys that are picking up anything of value. And then I think it's worse on Indiana. <laughs> I don't. I can't imagine paying eighty four hundred for TJ Warren on DraftKings. He won't even make my player pool. But it'll um, be fifteen percent
0: over the people will say that he deserves it.
1: Yeah, I won't. He will not be available. or As of right now, if Locke was in five minutes, he would not be available to show up in a crunch for me on drafting. So let's just put that there. Uh, I like a little bit of Brogdon. You can talk me into a little bit of Aaron Holiday, but that's really not sexy when all these guys are in. It's probably just Brogdon. 1.55x multiplier on Super Draft 2, but I don't know. Any Pacers? Oladipo would be kind of
0: interesting on a different slate. He's coming off of a game where he played 35 minutes. Um, and he's still only 5,800 on draft games with guard and forward eligibility. The problem is just that the mid range guys they're going to project for like right around 6X aren't going to really be that useful today, most likely, because you're going to have, unless things get really weird, you're going to have a lot of like 3K guys going for 10X. So yeah. it's definitely a, a slate where I think you're sacrificing a lot of upside, but
1: targeting these, these mid range guys. Favorite play in this game? um, Butler, Brogdon, Oladipo, but I don't really like any of them. Yeah, it's just not appealing. Not appealing at all. Mm. I don't know what to do here. Hoping we get some news to open up something. I assume this game will be the game that kills me, since I won't have any of it. It'll probably right. go to triple overtime or something, but... It's one of those games
0: where like the sco- you're gonna fade it and the score is gonna be like ninety two to eighty eight and you're gonna be like cool like nobody in that game could have gone off because it's ninety two to eighty eight and then six people are gonna have fifty points because they got like twelve rebounds and six steals or something.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of blocks and steals. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah it was, I, I think I faded the Miami Toronto game the other day, and at halftime, um, either Butler or Van Vliet had as many fantasy points as his team had actual points. I think. Oh my god.
1: I thought Lowry was having like a bad game either the last time or two games ago, but he had like four or five steals at the time. It was just like, but he had five points. Unbelievable. All right. 955 people, 245 likes. Love you guys. Get it to 300 on our way out. Final game, Los Angeles Lakers, Denver Nuggets. Oh, uh, this is going to be just an absolute blast. Who the hell knows? I mean, if I'm the Lake, I don't know. I don't even know what the Lakers are going to do. Uh, who knows who plays? But as of they've right said now, that they want to get. I mean, they, they've been playing bad. Like I think they played their guys. They've been they've been terrible. They're the worst offense in the bubble.
0: Right. Like you, it would be really weird, and and they've said that they don't they don't intend to do it. But it would be really weird if they were just like, yeah, okay, we're good. Let's go to the playoffs.
1: I don't. I truly don't get it. I truly don't. I don't know how they can be so bad, but yeah, they have the worst offensive rating in the bubble. That's insanity. It's weird to me that they're not giving Dion waiters more run. Not that I think Dion
0: waiters is the answer, but relative to the other options they have on the Lakers, he's more likely to be an answer than whatever else they're running out there. Like it's, it's kind of weird that they're not just like, Hey, these games don't matter. Go shoot as much as you want. See if you can get going and actually
1: like help us. I don't, I'm not sure that, I think that every name you name on the Lakers that isn't Anthony Davis or LeBron James could be an answer, but I don't think you're going to like what the question is. (laughs) I mean, Danny Green's the one that has to get it together basically for them. To have a chance. 100%. AD 50% owned on FanDuel, 22 on DK. LeBron, 45 on FanDuel, 35 on DK. Nobody else north of seven on either site. Sift between AD and LeBron, and then let me know if you like anybody else. I don't.
0: Yeah, I mean, those are the two that I like. Um, I don't really like anything else either. You know, Danny Green at 3200 is is fine, but he's not going to rank compared to the Dallas guys. Um, Dion Waiters wasn't even in the rotation last game, so who knows? Kuzma's price tags come up. Uh, I give a slight edge to LeBron because he's basically the same price as Davis. And on DraftKings, he'll be easier to get to because he's guard forward instead of forward center. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're pretty similar, and I would prefer Giannis to either one.
1: I prefer AD, actually, 9,900 on DK, but definitely on Fanduel where he's 9,200. Uh, yeah. I could see why he's picking up a lot of love, especially positionally. I haven't I don't played really Fanduel
0: in it... probably like a week, but when I was playing both sites at the start of this, it was always just like, oh, I'm barely getting to Anthony Davis on DraftKings. Oh, I have 100% Anthony Davis on Fanduel.
1: Yep, that's the positions for you. Uh, it doesn't really matter to me what the Lakers do three through however many other players they play. I, like It's it's not going to be enough for me to ever want to get them, and I don't really trust any of these guys. Are they going to run out Taylor, Taylor Horton Tucker or uh, Dudley again? Who knows? Sure. Markeith Morris, J.R. Smith, the young waiters didn't play in their last game. Do they work their way back in? I put Waders and Jr. and Keith back in, but I don't think any of it matters. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And then finally, we can close this out with Denver. Nikola Jokic, 8,500 on FanDuel, 9,100 on DK. Uh, high 20s in ownership. Michael Porter Jr. is 8K on FanDuel. That's a big number. 7,700 on DK. 1.65x multiplier on Superdraft. You should definitely get a hold of that one. And then Jamal Murray's back. Uh, I think he looks pretty good on FanDuel at 6,500. Let's just start with Jokic. Or if you like somebody else, uh, go for it that way. Uh, how do you feel about the big man?
0: Kind of middling for me here. Um, I, th- I think the salary is okay. The problem, or the thing that will make it tough to get to Jokic is that he's a little cheaper than normal, but the guys at the top, you know, Johannes Davis and LeBron, it's like their salaries are all a $1,000 lower than you would normally see or, or around there. So it's going to be tough for me to pay 9,100 for Jokic, especially when he's only a center, as opposed to, you know, finding 1,500 for Giannis. It's basically just swapping down to, you know, an extra Dallas guy or something. Um, so I think that'll be tough. Also, Murray being back, obviously, doesn't help his rates any. Um, you know, so I think Jokic's just fine. Like, he's... Hit him, reporter, would be my favorite play from Denver on DraftKings, but I think that he's pretty much just priced where he should be. Okay.
1: On FanDuel, I think it's a little bit different. 8,500, you have to play one center and one center only. I think he ends up looking a little different given the value. Uh, DK changes the equation a bit. Porter, you doing it? 7,700 on draftings?
0: I assume that I'll have less of him than I've had in a while, but I still think that he's a decent play. Like, he's just playing so many minutes. Yeah. And, you know, but he, he obviously he should lose a little bit of usage with Jamal Murray replacing Monte Morris in the lineup, but he hasn't been a really high usage guy. Anyway, he's been low 20s. It's that the rebounding numbers are insane and he's playing monster minute. So, um, you know, that stuff I don't really expect to change. It seems like at least for the moment, he's firmly he, he's got a you know decent leash from Mike Malone, which was always the scariest part is that he has these defensive lapses and then gets benched. but yeah. he's playing huge minutes. So, you know, I don't, I don't know from a roster construction standpoint, how much you get, but I still think he projects to be a decent play at 7,700.
1: Strikes me as a good spot too. I'm not really sure who guards him from right. the Lakers. It's not like LeBron's going to bust his ass for 32 minutes to yeah. face guard Michael Porter jr.
0: They should just let Porter and Kuzma defend each other
1: all game. They'll only score like 82 points. <laughs> uh, a shame because i wouldn't have kuzma in any lineups <laughs> if you knew uh, michael porter jr was defending him for like 32 minutes you would if i knew kyle kuzma was playing 32 minutes then yeah. i'd have him yeah. <laughs> the problem is i don't at 25 <laughs> um favorite play in this game on dk
0: i guess jokic but again it's just a roster it's going to be tough i think from a roster construction
1: standpoint yeah i'm going to go uh, ad on fanduel Five games up, five games down. You get through it pretty quickly. Three minutes to go. We're going to hit this one on the nose. But let's just sum it up. Favorite plays on DraftKings for today:
0: Giannis at ten six, Trey Burke, um, potentially DeLon Wright. Obviously, waiting on that lineup.
1: Yeah. Is that it. Shea, um, excluding <laughs> ownership. Giannis, Trey Burke, DeLon Wright. Going to be a long day. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just anyone from Dallas really sup Loffy. thanks for coming in too early man <laughs> <laughs> on FanDuel I can't wait to see us all move around on the screen to the wrong there it is oh just nice this worked out perfectly it just screwed up your picture I stayed in here perfectly <laughs> on FanDuel give me Trey Burke without question probably gonna have 100% of him Kyle Lowry is my second favorite point guard shooting guards kind of a mess but Fred Van Vliet tops that list Small forward, also kind of a mess. You're going to have a ton of money to go around, so Giannis and LeBron should be pretty easy. Uh, Tim Hardaway would be my better pay down option. AD, Michael Porter and Maxi three favorite power forwards. And then at center, Jokic, Gobert, DeAndre. And that'll do it. Two minutes to spare. We'll even give the man behind the virtual glass, Jordan Klein, a couple extra seconds to be able to switch this one out. Just as we hit a thousand people, 284 likes. Guys, just 16 more, get over 300. There's a thousand of you here, plenty of opportunities to hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. We've got a ton of shows going on today. Uh, MLB strategy show coming up right now. NBA Live Before Lock coming up at 1.30. The PGA First Look Recap Show coming up at 2.30. MLB Live Before Lock coming up at some sort of time near MLB's lock that I don't remember off the top of my head. Just plenty of shows to go around. So tune into it. Thank you to Super Draft for being the presenting sponsor of this show. Adam, final thoughts, anything else? Anything you want to get in?
0: Be back for MLB Live Before Lock.
1: Boom, there it is. Thanks for joining us. Good luck today, guys. We will talk to you again tomorrow morning.